Home and Searcy, stop messing with the microphones. They don't sound good, and you're just going to make it worse. I'm telling you, just just do the show. Uh, listen, five minutes ago, your microphone didn't work at all. I know, but and now um, it does. So I, they're they're not do, sounding as good as they normally do. But um, it is what it is. We we have to. Our equipment is failing us. We've <laughs> done too many podcasts. Maybe this is uh, the universe's. Uh, Sign that it's time to end oh, this really? dog and pony show. Just, just saying, hang it up. You're That's done. It. You're done. This is as good as you're going to get. You're at 240. No, we're not even going to get to 250. No. End at 249. Yeah. No, you oh, don't even man. That's like dying at 99 years old. That's really? Like, you couldn't make it from like six days to 100? That's nope. like a, a slugger who got 299 homers and just couldn't get over the fence of that 300th mm. time or something. It's p- going to be painful. So it is the Truck Show Podcast, uh, America's most downloaded truck enthusiast podcast. I just made that up, but I believe it to be true. Okay. All right. All right. We'll go with it. Uh huh. On this show, we're going to be checking in with Teresa Contreras, our friend that was best friends with the late Jesse Combs, the fastest woman on earth. And of course, that uh, documentary just dropped, and so Mm -hmm. we want to get her her take on it and honor uh, Jesse. Hopefully, I mean, it's as well as we can. Hopefully, we don't taint it. Right. Right, Exactly. Uh Uh, I don't hi- think we're uh, that's giving ourselves too much credit. We can't her her stardom is is so. Listen, we can't talk about Jesse on our own. We're going to have Teresa come in because we. We'll botch it, <laughs> and, not, and not and not do her legacy uh, any good. That that is that's that's sadly true. <laughs> of course, we both knew uh, Jesse. She was super cool. Um, I've got my own feelings about the the documentary, uh, but I'll I'll bring it up when we uh, when we that's talk fine. to Teresa. Yeah, save it. That's yeah. fine. All right. I have a question for you before you get into uh, the trip that you're about to uh, embark uh-huh. on. Actually, as I think we're hearing this. You're I'm on a trip. On it. No, you're you're no, on a trip. If, well, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're listening to this on Monday when it comes out, okay. Uh, I am. Uh, I am. I'll be uh, pushing the uh, the start button. Start button. Okay. Hmm. I got a question for you before we get into the show. Yes, sir. What did you think of my JL Stealth Box and my subwoofer? You were curious uh, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, hey, you. You decided to leave your factory sub still mm-hmm. installed and then add two tens on I top of that. What did wor- you think? Yeah, I was worried that it would be muddy or it would muddle the base because yes, you have your your knob so that you can turn up the gain on your uh, on your new JL uh, stealth box sub, but I was worried that the stock subwoofer would just be in there making. You know what I thought it was? Hmm. I thought it would be like uh, more cowbell on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> where just one more one more instrument came in just and made worse. made work. Yeah, made made noise. Uh-huh. But that wasn't the case. I was actually really impressed how they complemented each other. It felt like uh, the stock uh, sub was able to um, do its job to a point and kind of carried it, and then all of a sudden the JL stuff came. It's almost like. Um, did you feel like the? It was oh no 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 I got it. It was one of those wind up drummer monkey toys mm-hmm. was walking across an empty stage, and then the curtain lifted and Dave Grohl and Travis Barker were both on the drums or something like that. Oh, that's an interesting analogy. That's sort of the level of change because that there was. the bass rolls off on the factory sub that's in the behind mm-hmm. the. Rear passenger side, right, yeah. and it's a incredibly. I gotta it's give really clean. I gotta like, give it sounds Harman Kardon credit. Like they made, I think that woofer's got to be two inches thick. Like yeah. it is really shallow, and it puts out some really impressive bass, but it can't move that much air, so it rolls off at like I gotta guess forty hertz, thirty five hertz, something like that. So there's no sub bass. You don't feel it. You hear it, but you don't feel it. And then we rolled in the two tens, and guess what? You feel it. Yep, absolutely. I I, I thought it was. Uh, Better than expected. I, I knew, obviously, JL Audio makes some great stuff. 
but it was it was really good. We listened to a variety of music. I think the biggest one was the sound of um, the stand-up bass and some jazz that came alive. Right. From just being part of the music to being able to be pulled out of the music. So it's the difference of, a, of an acoustic set where the guy's in the back with the stand-up bass to someone actually miking the stand-up bass. And yeah. all of a sudden, now it's coming through the PA, and you go boom, boom, boom. You're like, yep. whoa, there it is. Totally. Yeah, anyway, I, I'm glad that you, because uh, I was impressed when I was hoping it wasn't just me. So, um, Well, I want to, uh, before we get into the show, I want to apologize for the audio. I can already hear it <laughs> yeah, in this compressor. It it's sounds a mess. real muddy. I, I don't know what to do. I, I literally, I have only so many knobs I can Twitter turn. Word? Yeah. And it is what it is. I, we've had five years. Of, uh, it's been a good, a good run. run with these DBX 286S mic preamp processors. And I, like when I go, like it's shrill. I can't get rid of it. I can't I can't roll off my, my S's. Sorry. We're going to have to get new equipment. Yep. Yep. Sorry the sound sucks. <laughs> Maybe you don't notice. Maybe there's so much road noise oh, in, your old, great. in your old clapped out truck. that uh, This is what we really sound like <laughs> yeah, if we were sitting right. next to you right now. <laughs> no, that's awful. All right. Well, if you want better sound than this podcast right now, you'll want the uh, Fender Audio System in the uh, Nissan Frontier. Good Nissan segue. Titan. You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can head over to NissanUSA.com and check out the uh, Frontier Titan and Titan XD. Of course, the uh, Titan and Titan XD carry the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. The Frontier starts at 29,190. Titan starts at 39,700, and the Titan XD at 47,340. Three great trucks that are reliable, dependable, and uh, have all the things that you need in a truck with none of the uh, pretentious fluff that comes from these uh, overly complicated futuristic trucks that require a plug. No, it's it's uh, just get a big old true five point six liter dual over cam V eight. You, you get knobs that you can grab in your hand, yeah. and, and turn and feel leather. Yes, yeah. And in, in the Frontier, best in class horsepower. You know, the, you know what they V6. are. You know what they are. What they're man's trucks, That's right? If you uh, if you're trying to be a man, go down to your local dealer <laughs> and pick up a uh, Frontier Titan. Nissan will appreciate it. We'll appreciate it, and uh, well, you'll appreciate it. And I've got a bulletin here from Banks. So Banks Power is about to release a, a couple new monster exhaust systems for the for Ram trucks. So if you've got a 2013 to current crew cab short bed, mega cab short bed, or crew cab long bed, they're coming out with a five inch exhaust system with a negative back pressure patented sidekick tip. It actually siphons exhaust gas out of the pipe, making the job of your turbo easier. What does that mean? That means better fuel economy, better throttle response, all from a DPF back exhaust. I know it sounds bonkers, not possible. It's proven in the data, and it will be available soon. If you want to be notified when this drops, which should be about two weeks from now for the Ram guys, go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model, drop in your email, and you will get notified. If you guys have a uh, Duramax or a Ford, those exhaust systems are already ready for you to snap up. Five-inch monster exhaust, now available at bankspower.com. All right, and uh, if you're looking for new tires, you want to head over to toyotires.com where you can check out the open country line of off-road tires. The Open Country RT Trail is the tire that we just uh, tested coming uh, soon. November 1st, I think it drops. 38 tire sizes, and the most popular sizes will uh, start to be available with additional sizes and fitments to follow. The Open Country RT Trail Rugged Terrain Tire delivers better off-road grip than a traditional all-terrain. 
Most evident in sand, mud, and deep snow. The extra thick shoulder and sidewall lugs dig into deep and soft terrain. I have a question. How are you enjoying the uh, the tester set on the 392? Well, if you go to uh, motortrend.com to the four-wheeler section, you can read my review on the uh, Toyo Open Country RT Trail. Uh, enjoy them quite a bit. Actually, I think uh, the Wrangler 392, as I say in my story, is uh, the best platform to test them on because uh, you can really uh, feel how much grip they are. It's a it's a generally a, a noisier platform, so the quietness of the tires come through as well as how much they grip without squealing. The uh, Open Country RT Trails designed for light trucks and SUV owners who want more off-road capability than a traditional all-terrain without the noise and harshness of a dedicated mud tire. Toyo's offering a 500-mile or 45-day trial offer and a 45,000-mile treadwear warranty. Again, if you're looking for a set of aggressive all-terrains, these might be just the ticket. Head over to toyotires.com. Truck Show Podcast approved. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman hey you popped right through there i couldn't couldn't hold you back i caught i'm wondering if uh if we should pause the show here while I swap two wires and go to compressor number four. I don't think we have time. I think we... We just suffer through this, Ther- whole, this, yeah, this yeah, fuzziness just, that well, I'm hearing. Listen, my- Teresa is waiting for us to call, so we just have to got to just dial and smile and just put on our game face. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> dial Teresa, please. Hello? Hello, Miss Teresa. How you doing? It's Lightning and Holman. That was the weirdest hello ever. Well, I wasn't expecting well, it because your phone wasn't my working hello right. hello or Lightning? No, no Lightning's my, hello. My hello Let's was creepy. See. He was like, hello, <laughs> little lady. And then he had like some spittle in the corner of his mouth. No, I did not. And it's like, no, I did not. It was weird. I didn't. That was gross. What you don't know- Teresa's our friend. You it, don't treat her like that, we, Lightning. We were having some technical difficulties here no, with our board and hear it in the mixer. And, uh, it's okay. I'm just hanging out here, you know, waiting for you guys to call me. Well, that oh, seems about right. That's okay. I waited a half an hour for Lightning to show up to the studio, so- Ooh, I, was in, uh, I was in traffic on the 105. There's nothing I could do. Uh-huh. Except leave earlier. The last time you were in traffic- uh-huh. Last time you're like, it's, I'm going to be 45 minutes but late. But we didn't have any guests that time. I'm, I wasn't late for her. It's not. The, I'm not the reason that we were late for her. Uh-huh. I'm. The, you wanted to switch the mics all around in that last segment. No, no, no. Your mic didn't work, so we had to switch them around. I was just going to yell. I was going to yell hey, so loud I would be here. picked up. Yeah. I'm sitting right here waiting. She's, uh, she's on the call right now. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, hi, Teresa. Hey, it's Lightning Holman. Truck Show Podcast. How you something. doing? How's it going? <laughs> uh, not good. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, not uh, not not so much. So, Teresa, we have not had the opportunity at the time of this recording to see the fastest woman in the world. Um, but I believe you have. And this film is about Jesse Combs, who was one of your besties. And I want we both wanted to call you. And since, again, it's now on HBO Max, we haven't had a chance to see it. 
uh, you have because you saw a pre-release version. Well, and she invited me to to the pre-release, and I was traveling. Is that true? And the Motor Trend guys. I didn't get an invite. Well, sorry. The Motor Trend guys. <laughs> Teresa, uh, we got to go. We're no longer friends. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs> no, but, you, right? you can Bye-bye. stay on for me. You don't. We don't need. Listen, if there's one thing I've proven on this show is we don't need lightning. So. Oh, that is freaking harsh. <laughs> anyway, harsh. So the Motor Trend guys. Should hit I me step up. out? Well, can I talk to my no, friend? No. If you want me to step out, I'll step out. I'll go get a nice cold you, Dr Pepper. How about you step up? Oh, that's even harder. <laughs> I'm on a roll tonight. This is yeah, awesome. That's harder. Oh, you're pegging. Look at this. Your new microphone's <laughs> yeah, this backfiring. Is, I, fa- I sound bad. What happened? Let I me turn fuzzy. this down here. Yeah, I don't sound clear. I just don't like what you've done to the... Man. Well, our right. equipment's failing. Yeah, After 400 failing. shows and five years I know. Officially, this is 200. 400 shows? Damn. No, 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 no this no, is it's, 250. It's two, no, okay. this is 249. So, no, no. This, I was like, no, this is, oh, yeah, you're right. This is 249 plus some SEMA episodes. Listen, yeah. here's the problem. Okay. Here's the problem. Okay. For any of you out there who are wanting to start a podcast. Don't. I can tell you that your uh, Samson uh, prosumer board will last about 250 episodes and about four and a half years before wow. it starts to fail you. Well, we have we have a combo of gear here, uh, Teresa. I mean, you have really You've high You've been end. here. She's been in the studio. No, no, she's been here. But she didn't look and check out her, hey, I see you're using the Maybe 286. The DBX 286S, Mike Preamp. Those are nice, right? Yeah. No, she wasn't checking totally our not. stuff out. But, like, we have some really good mics and some good processors, but then we have a crap board. And that, it, that you recommended we buy. Well, it was fine in the beginning, okay. and I no, think no, that crap. we just worn the resistors out. All right. Well, we'll get a new one. They were. Can like, we get back to Jesse? Uh, we haven't really started Jesse. I yet. know. Can we get there? We've got Let's Teresa. Talk about Jesse. We got Today Teresa is forever. Totally about Jesse. I would love to talk about. All right. right we're gonna move. That. We're gonna go away from Lightning's equipment to. Uh, How dare you talk about my equipment like that? So whoa, what I was trying to whoa. say earlier. Put that microphone away. <laughs> well, it is up against his mouth That's right now. No microphone. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Now. All right. So going back to why we're here. The Motor guys have said, hey, uh, we want to, we, we're going to see this. We want to write something up about it. And we know mm-hmm. that you knew her. Are you going to see see it? And I honestly, uh, I was like, I uh, I want to. But like, I still in some ways feel like the whole thing's a little raw because before it happened, oh, yeah. you know, we were on stage at SEMA Education doing a talk with, uh, you know, Aaron Kaufman and Gail Banks, like not that far before that, right? And and that was the last time that I saw her. And it's just, it's still, like, I'm amazed that enough time has passed that somebody was able to do a documentary on on her life and everything because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. And I told the Motor Train guys, I'm like, you guys handle it because I'm too close. Like, I don't know that I'm comfortable doing that. And then when I couldn't make the invite to see it early, I almost was a little bit relieved. And for some reason, there's like this this block where I'm, I want to see it, but I kind of don't. Because it feels like a goodbye to me, like even more than what's happened already. Yeah. And the one of the guys, Scott Evans from Motor Trend, hit me up last night on uh, on Slack and, uh, for work, and he's like, "Hey, I just saw it, and I just there's a, it's really raw. You should know that before you see it. It's and and raw. and having yeah. known her, you you yeah. should be aware of that. And honestly, it kind of struck me a little bit. I'm I I feel like I need to see it, but I'm not ready. But I probably should see it anyway. Teresa, can I ask you a question? The film from the trailer appears to be about the Bonneville, I'm sorry, not Bonneville, up in Oregon, going for the speed record. It appears to be, and I can't tell if it was just cut around that portion. Is it about just that event and the things that led up to it, or is it a a mini life story? So basically, 
um, when she started this journey, she wanted it. She wanted them to uh, document it. So this has been documented. So her land speed journey, that's what it's about. So it's been documented from the beginning. There is basically like seven years of footage, including from the time she started till the time she completed it. And it is very raw, exactly what you were told, Sean, because it's definitely, I mean, watching it is, it's epic in so many ways. I mean, this watching it, it was like, it is, it's such a great story. Um, it's told very well. It was like watching it up there was watching my friend at one time and then not. And then going like, wow, like this this chick is freaking amazing. And the stuff that she does and thinks and says is insane. You know, but then there's those other moments. I'm just like, that was just my friend up there, you know, yeah. and that's you know what she was doing and stuff. And and there's so much the the story is all it's all based around land speed there are parts in it um that share her life story but basically she wanted to document that she wanted that to be shared with the world um so that's why she started it from the beginning so so that there's years of that there is a there is bits and pieces to share about the rest of her journey obviously she's done so much um, that well, I, I, let's talk about that for a minute because I think like if okay, so most people knew her. She already had a following from when she did you know the TV show with Ian back in the day when they were like yeah, the Saturday morning four. garage show or whatever, right? Yeah, like, that's where Extreme Four by Four. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah, Extreme Four by Four is where she started. That's yeah. where most of us met her, and we've had Ian on the show, totally. and and mm-hmm. they were both cast. They didn't know each other, and you know they had you know pretty decent chemistry, and the show be, had a cult following. But she went on. A trajectory that I would argue that he hasn't, he didn't even uh, amass, right? Like her trajectory was once that show ended, you know. The, the, so let me back up a little bit. When you're somebody in media, I'll, I'll use some of our guys who are maybe editors, right? You're, you, back in the day, a magazine editor was you, you were famous, right? You were the magazine guy from this, and, right? and you'd go anywhere, and nope, you'd never <laughs> yeah. buy a beer or, or whatever, totally. right? And then yeah. a lot of these guys got sucked into TV shows. And yeah. a lot of them had a good run. Maybe it was two years. Maybe it was five years. Maybe it was one year. Maybe it was seven, ten years. But it's almost like after the TV show ended, it was almost the end of their career for a lot of them. If they didn't have you know, some really good talent manager or something like that where they had other gigs. Well, for her, the end of the TV show was really the start of her career. And yeah, I remember working at Four Wheeler when we were doing Top Truck Challenge back in the day, and she was the Warren ambassador on site. And that's yeah. kind of where I got to know her a little bit was she was the person representing Warren in the tank trap, winching people out of, of that. And I would see her at Easter Jeep Safari, and I would see her at some of our events. I would see her at SEMA. And it was like yeah. funny because there's this little wrinkle of time where she's like the quasi-famous girl from TV. And you kind of right. got to know her a little bit, and you're like, "Oh yeah, she's cool." I have a, had dinner with yeah. her a few times, had her work stuff, whatever. And then all of a sudden, she was the girl who had a line of people wrapped around the block at SEMA signing right. posters. Well, but I, I think that some of that reason, and, and Teresa, you can back this up. So there okay. are there are some of the women that have been on TV on these on these build shows and such yeah. that are just there to be the pretty face. They're they're there to do the interstitials, right? In, yeah. a, in a moment, you'll see this coming up on blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, yep. and then, or they're just to play a part. But I think 
because she surrounded herself with gearheads and people in the yep. media industry and yeah. media that actually saw her and said, She's not just a pretty face, like she she turns wrench. Well, she wrenches. had skills. Like she, she, she had, no, yeah. like legitimate, right? She, she went, went to, to Wyotech, yeah. Yeah, she went to Wyotech. She had a weld, all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. she actually had a skill set. Right. wanted to like showcase that too, because like she would do, even when she was doing like overhauling, like she was like, I want to work on the car. She was like very specific about that. She was like, I don't want to be on the show unless I can work on the car, you know? So she would go to different shows, but like that was her, her idea was she exactly what you just said. She did not want to be just a pretty face. She was like, no, I want to show that women are capable of doing this just as well as men are, you know, and, and having the the technical skill set, the knowledge, all of that. But I, I think what happens is, is that what happened is that people who mattered around her or peripherally, saw that and said, let's take advantage of this because there aren't too many women that are, A, you know, attractive, charming, uh, have mad skills, they can fabricate, they can drive, um, yeah. that, that are that are funny, that like it, all these things were going on, right? And yeah. if you're a, whether a TV producer or you work for a car care company or whatever you like, we need her to be involved in our fabric as our brand or whatever, right? Well, yeah, but I think the biggest thing is, is, is obviously you can see like she was going after a land speed record. She was a go-getter. She never sat still. So she went after stuff. She was like, she would not wait for something to come to her. She was always looking for new opportunities and trying to see, you know, what was available out there so she could get in it. And, you know, I mean, she she was like truly a trailblazer. Like she was like, OK, great. Um, there's the race of gentlemen. Like I want to be a chick going to that race. You know, like she was always trying to think outside the box of things that she could do, that she could attend, that she could be part of. That wasn't just about like, oh, everyone's done this before. She was looking for things that women haven't done that she could be part of. So for me, when I realized that my friend from Warren who was in the tank trap, a top truck challenge, kind of jumped the shark was when they cast her to replace uh, Carrie Byron on Mythbusters. And that was the because I think that was the first really mainstream thing that she did. That was a pretty big deal. And I remember when that got announced and I was like, whoa, like that's yeah. that's serious. But, you know, because at that point, I think Carrie was out because she was having kids. <laughs> I think she was pregnant, right? And it was amazing like to see Jesse fill in that role because that oh. that group of, of Grant and Adam and Mythbusters, it, they were pretty tight as, as a crew. Yeah. And to have her jump in there, it was kind of like, oh. Wow, that she she's going places, and then if you look at like her credits, she went all, she was all over the place, right? Extreme four x four, full throttle TV, yeah. MythBusters, um, All Girls Garage, yeah, uh, the list, Overhauling, yeah. yeah, How to Build uh, Everything. Uh, she's I'm on, glad you do the list too because no yeah. one knows about the list, and that's the list was so cool. Good. So the list, that's who the producer and director, that's who did. Um, the the documentary so how to build everything uh jay leno's garage and then of course you know um her documentary which still like i don't know what to call it because it's like it's the end of her career at the same time right like it's just i don't know it's it's hard it's hard because whenever you lose a friend or somebody that you knew um, oh yeah in this way you know it takes time to, to to process and i still don't know how i feel about the whole thing like she was a cool chick that I enjoyed hanging out with and talking to and and whatever, 
we weren't like besties like you guys were, but how many times did I come to the shop and Jesse was there with you and you guys were working on motorcycles or doing your, you know, real yeah. deal stuff or like we would just yeah. bump into each other in random places because we ran in a lot of the same circles because we all of us are friends. Like we all know each other in well, real life. But she wasn't the, the quote unquote TV person. She no, was no, there no. wrenching. Yeah. No, she was no, there. I, I know. She hey, wasn't in Hollywood in the casting director's yeah. office. No, she yeah. was my friend, Teresa's yeah. friend who was at the shop. Yeah. And we, yeah. We, I'd go to the shop for something. We'd hang out yeah. and it was, she's just... A down-to-earth person that was hanging out at could, the shop. Teresa, could you tell how many people did she please versus ruffle feathers in in her quest to break records, build a cool <laughs> bike, like whatever? Like how many – not that she purposely stepped on toes, but like she wanted to be a woman who said, I'm going to – I can do all the stuff the boys can. And she proved yeah. it. But, but you were so close. Did she ruffle feathers? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean, anyone going into a male dominated industry like that. I mean, yeah, it's it's I think that's what made her so successful is that she knew that she was going to get that like um, uh, that pushback from people. But she was like, whatever, like this is who I am. I'm I'm still forging forward, you know, and and I'm going to do this, you know. So so, yes, um, she got a lot of that, you know, but. Oh no, she totally ruffled feathers because a lot of people, but it, I, I guess it's like anything she proved herself. So it's like the second you prove yourself, it's like, Oh, okay, well you can hold your own. Like I'm good with you, you know? So as long as she could do that, everyone was fine, you know? And, and she just consistently did that. Were you with her on any occasion where she confessed or confided in you that, Hey, I'm, I'm stunned that this person gave me, their seal of approval like was there any any builders bike builders car builders racers business people that said Mm. i'm so impressed by you and she expressed that to you like wow she had really broken down that wall was there anything that comes to mind you know well i mean one of the one of the events that um she would come to is our car show that we had every year our annual car show and so um one of the other people that um was you know one of our good friends was uh, Pete Shaporis that has passed from SoCal Speed Shop. So I think him telling her that she was kind of like, oh, I didn't even realize like you kind of knew me and and knew all of this type stuff. And, and, and he was really impressed by her. And he's someone that obviously was very impressive himself. So yeah, she was, she was very impressed by that. But I mean, Typically, she did get it a lot. I mean, you know, she she did have skills and was able to show that to others. I mean, obviously, she repped, you know, like you said, Warren, uh, Lincoln Electric. I think you know, Falcon Tires and Ultra 4 yeah. when she did that. I mean, she ra- she's a race car driver, too. Like, yeah. add that to her resume. Yeah, there's so many different things like that. So she, you know, consistently had to, I think, uh, first off, allow people to see what she was capable of you know it it, i guess it's like anything you prove yourself you know it doesn't matter like going into something you either have a reputation already that you're good at it and so people kind of wonder like are they really that good you know and then that goes that goes for men and women too like i i I definitely don't i don't want to minimize her uh, achievements as a pioneer in you know for women because that's incredibly important but anybody who's been around this uh industry for a long time knows that the posers are found out pretty quick and that reputation yeah. follows you for a long time, regardless of whether well, you're a guy or a girl. There's plenty of guys out there who tried to break in and yeah. tried to fool their way in who aren't in the industry anymore or or are and they're not respected. 
people talk yeah, about them. And I, and I think as women, like even, you know, my sister and I are like that too. It's like, it's like, we don't go into something like expecting someone to, you know, respect us right away. Like we go into it saying like, Hey, you know, let us prove ourselves like, you know, and, and, and doing exactly that, you know? So it's, it's being able to hold your own and, and that's, a person thing going into it, you know, you have to be the, you know, the NFG, right. You know, yeah, until you yeah, can prove sure. that or someone else comes in or whatever that is. I mean, we have know? some so. NFGs that are, have been the NFG for six years because nobody's dude, coming under them. Back. Right. Come yeah. On. It's like, dude, I've been here five years, six years. Like, yeah, but you're still the newest guy. So you're going to be the NFG right. until that changes. Right. <laughs> so when you watched the film, like, did you have any part in it? Were you interviewed? Did they ask, for your input on it and what how did you feel once you saw the final product like do you think it was reflective and it, she would be proud of it uh i do it's it's it, you know it there's so much to her journey i mean i yes i feel like there could be so much more and there could be other things in there or something yeah. but the way that the story was told um it has set, it it's it's such a great story for someone coming into this blindly and understanding, like, why did she even like want to go into this? Like, like what was she doing trying to get a land speed record, but there's also a backstory. And as you watch it, if you knew her and you were close to her, then you kind of start to see the backstory. And, but it's, it's done in such a beautiful way that it's not, it doesn't impose on like who she was or her life because she was a human. She was a person. She was a, a girl that, you know, uh, dealt with, you know, crap too. And, you know, like we all do and stuff like that. And there's a lot of emotion and stuff like, yes, some of the roles that I play in it, I was like, really, that's the part you had to put me in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I felt kind of bad because yes, it, it does bring, uh, a little bit of her, of her family and, and what, what's going on there and stuff too. And, uh, part of that into it, you know, and then I'm in some other parts on, on our, our, you know, journey to Sturgis as she was the first female grand marshal. So there is a lot, you know, to her story. I mean, it's just like, it seems like even if we did, you know, a, there, like there's so many more documentaries that could be done about all the different things that she did do. But the way that this one's done, I, I it's, really it's a snapshot, think, right? Yeah. It's a snapshot of yeah, a of a is, specific task that she well, was trying to very, accomplish. Yeah, but it's not just about her. It is about land speed. Sure, it is about sure. them building the car. It's about understanding, you know, what they were doing. Yeah. Um. Even Ed, that you know, it was his his you know, car to begin with and them searching out for her. So, so it, it's great. And then, you know, Kitty O'Neill, um, you know, there's, she plays a big role in it because she was the one that, she's a previous record. record holder. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to say the only yep. person that doesn't look happy about <laughs> her breaking <laughs> this record is that in the trailer, Jesse says, right. is it okay right. if I, do I have your blessing to break your record? And she looks right. at Jesse in silence and then it cuts to a different scene you're like oh right. damn she's pissed <laughs> yeah. like she does not yeah. she's most, had the record since 1976 no, most most people whether it's uh sports athletics whatever 
Most record holders are happy to see the next person come and beat the record. Did, not this woman. No, she's well, like, you don't know. You like, haven't seen it. Oh no, I'm well, telling you. Look the look on her face. Out. I guess we'll find out. The look on her face was like, she's like, you ain't stealing nothing from me. Get out. It was I like that was the look on her face. Think that I don't accurate, know. I, I'm lightning. excited to see. Okay. It's, it's so good. I mean, obviously, just the trailer alone. So, so that's me high fiving in the trailer. Me and her. Oh, your hand made in the trailer. That's oh. my hand. Yes. Awesome. So, you are officially a hand model now. <laughs> I'm a hand model. Great at high fives. <laughs> I actually knew the guy. You know how they had the, the Carl's Jr. and Hardee's hamburgers, where like the bun and stuff drops from the and top it's, and it splats. So it's all CGI except for the hand is still dropping it. I knew the hand. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Does he have a shirt that just says the hand? No, but it was oh, funny. That would be a great license plate. It was, it was the funny hand. because um, <laughs> seven letters. No, it was funny because like he always had to have manicures and like he couldn't do anything that would mess his hands up because he was a hand model. Hilarious. Oh, my, hands, my hands are all messed up. So. Yeah. Well, you use your hands. You you earned every I one do. of those scars. I usually painted. Yes. She's got paint and fiberglass embedded yes. in the fibers of yes. her, her skin. Yeah. Totally. yeah. You and Jesse obviously were super close. I mean, you guys were best friends close. And you guys started uh, Real Deal Revolution. So if you go to realdealrevolution.org, that still exists. And you and her had a dream together. And you are still fulfilling that dream now in her honor where you've reached sort of the pinnacle that a lot of people wish they could achieve this. And you're actually doing it this year. Let's talk about that for SEMA this year. And you know what? It kind of like... It's so funny because it, so yesterday was like the big day for me where it really hit me, where I was like working on, on, on this, this project and, and just crying and like high-fiving her still because I know she's like here with me to like get me through all of this, you know, but um, yeah, we've, you know, for real deal, I mean, it was literally her and I that started it, you know. Well, well, what is it? We need to say what it is. So. So Real Deal Revolution is a nonprofit and and basically Jesse and I wanted to get more women into the trades. Um, So it's it's revolutionizing. It's changing the perception of skilled trades and women's roles in them, because, you know, everyone thinks ah skilled trades. It's dirty. It's ugly. It's all of these things. But it's really not. It's creative. It's fun. You can build, you know, badass cars and, and, and things like this. And women are actually, you know, really good at this stuff too, as well. They're great at welding. They're great at like the details and the, in the like intricacies of some of those things and stuff. And so we would go out, we'd go to car shows to, um, to motorcycle shows and we teach people how to weld, how to pinstripe, how to Can you teach lighting, you know, how to weld. You, as if you totally. can weld, Booger can Man weld. there. We totally. never had our weld off. <laughs> totally. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. We've never had our weld off because <laughs> lightning couldn't follow up. I'm going to kick your ass. I do remember. That's funny. I just don't want to brutalize you in front of our audience. <laughs> we don't have video. They wouldn't know. That's funny. I'm going to slip it's, Teresa 50. Right, right. And so um, Dusty and I had been doing that. We go to Bays right out. We do quite a few events a year. Um, we actually, you know, had other, you know, what we call a real deal renegades, other women. So, so what we did is at first it was all about women, um, you know, us teaching women to do these skill trades, but then we realized like we were getting kids, we were getting guys that wanted to learn. And we were like, we're not going to turn them away. Like we want to teach everyone. Like that wasn't what we were against or anything. And so, um, what we started to do is all of the, all of, all of the people teaching were all women. So all of our renegades are all women, um, you know, instructors. 
And so, and we teach everyone, we teach, you know, six year olds, how to weld up to, you know, however, you know, old and stuff. And so, um, kids, guys, women, Lightning. we love to go out and teach all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I we would totally to take lessons from her. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so then now that we've done that, we've, we basically have always her Jesse and I have always wanted to have a booth at SEMA and, you know, it's like. She has always had a crazy busy schedule. Uh, like you had said, Sean, like she's, you know, done um, panels with you, actually. And I'm going to be doing a panel with you as well. Uh, so that's right. You know, we typically have really crazy busy schedules. But um, by the way, we're not year- missing out of our SEMA selfie this year. Right. We've Never. had SEMA selfies for what, like 10 years oh, or something gosh. like that. It's been a long Probably. time. How Probably. does your How does your head fit in the frame? <laughs> <laughs> Wide angle. Yeah. Uh. Right, right. That's why we can't take um, a selfie of you and me because the no camera on earth can can hold that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, now the last part of that. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is selfies. I was like, wait, what? And so, can I ask you this? So, how does we have listeners all over the country? Uh, yeah. All over the world. Well, that too. Yeah. Uh, how awesome. does one get involved in this? How does one take lessons? Like, wh- what is the breadth of the organization? So um, you can go to realdealrevolution.org. Um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. So we look for anyone to help us, um, you know, build what we're doing. Um, basically, we love to go out and we love to to teach, to do hands-on workshops, you know, at different locations. So we do them all over the country. You know, we're in Sturgis, we're in New York, we're, in, we're at, you know, Vegas at SEMA. We'll be teaching workshops there yeah texas so if i'm if i'm running the miami dade school district could i bring you guys in to speak and to teach sure is that how it works or yeah okay yep no a lot of people have reached out to us to do that and um basically you know just getting um some of our uh you know women there like Basically, what if I'm lightning? Can I reach out to you? And uh, I just no, I drive out to Johnson Valley and I knock on her door and I'm like, I'm here. And she'd be like, We're not open right now. (laughs) She'd look and take one look at your TRX and go, It's not Um, dirty enough. Go get it dirty, then come back. Mm -hmm. So, so we do we do local workshops. So, so we'll do workshops like at SEMA, for instance, we will be doing um, quick, quicker um, demo, what we call our demo workshop. Our demo workshop is about like an hour long. So like when I teach pinstriping, it's it's really like the basics of what gives someone the like that takeaway of understanding like what they need to do next. Um, but we also do like whole days workshops at our locations. And so then I would teach someone how to paint of like fully custom paint a helmet in a day. So there's different types of workshops like that that we do depending on what the you know client, what someone's looking for, um, and then what we're promoting as well. And we have women actually all over the country now that are helping us uh, do those and promote them. Almost feels like you're going to end up being a um, like a like a trade school, but a nonprofit trade school. Something like that. But so so you guys feel like you're getting them started and then they have other resources that they can go find now that they know what they're looking for. Totally. So so our idea is to like like the thing is, is everyone comes up and goes like, oh, I've always wanted to weld. But then they don't want to go to school where it's like 20 grand or 50 grand to go to school and they don't even know if they like it yet. So we want to offer them the opportunity that they can come and like 
for an hour go like, hey, I actually really enjoyed welding. I think I might be better at it. Maybe I'll start to look at what other opportunities there are out there. And then we can actually help, you know, guide them in which direction that was. Uh, Jesse went to Wyotech. So we've actually worked with Wyotech um, at That's Sturgis. Cool. Yeah, to to do some things like that, to get more women involved and then to, you know, guide them, you know, if they're looking to go to school, that they can go to Wyotech next. Now, there's a lot of really cool ladies in the industry, like, you know, Sarah Price. Obviously, she yep. races like everything um, yep. or like a Bogey Latiner, who's been yep. on the show before. We love Bogey. Do you yep. ever how do you work with some of those star ladies of the industry who are maybe off doing sort of their own thing? Is there a way to dovetail? Do you all work together? Is everybody kind of have their own mission or how does that work? So I definitely uh, I know know all of those women uh, always work like so with Bogey um, Girl Gang Garage. Uh, I've been there, you know, to help work on her builds and stuff. I think the biggest thing is we're all so busy. <laughs> That's probably the hardest part is. That's because you need more women. This, you don't have enough of right? you, so you're all busy all the time. So you need right, more. Right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we actually have some amazing women that are that are at the top of their game in their industry. I mean, uh, one of the girls. What's that, that like? Lightning and I will never no. know. We'll never understand that. We're still that. at the, the bottom third. <laughs> at least. Well, I yeah, you think we're that high? I think we're the top oh. of the bottom third. At the top of the bottom third. Yeah. yeah. Could so, so, did you do a workshop right. with some of your successful ladies so that Lightning and I can understand what success feels like, mm. or or maybe identify <laughs> it? That'd be a good workshop for us, identifying uh, what success looks like in the automotive industry. You know what I feel like? You know I feel like when you get water in your fuel, and then you've got the the, the fuel, the water at the top, uh-huh. and the fuel at the bottom, and then you've got a bunch of sediment, like yeah, like slither, slither, looks like yeah. somewhere towards the bottom. You can see it floating. Yeah, that's us. That's when you dump the tank and you can put your finger in there, yeah. and then like gunk comes out in your finger. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, that's the algae, like because it was algae. No, algae's on top. We're even worse. We're well, the poop. I'm, we're poop from I'm algae. I'm the oxygen oh, really? booster then for that. <laughs> we're the algae excrement. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. I need that shirt. Algae excrement. We're, we're just we're we're talent slither. We're just the, the bottom, <laughs> bottom of the barrel, man. So wait um, a minute. You're saying we're dragging Teresa down just yes. be, by being on the phone with her? She's only doing this because we're friends outside of this, right? Oh shit! Oh, we are totally, We're tainting her image. I know. We we, we used to be friends until right. this interview. Former professional oh, painter Teresa. <laughs> well, I wouldn't admit that because that just shows what a poor choice of character uh, you are. You have like Jesse on one side, which is like, wow, you chose wisely. And then you have Lightning and I, (laughs) completely the slowest men on earth, and we completely obliterated any sort of self. You you know what it is? So it's a teeter-totter. So Teresa's in the middle. Jesse was on one side. Right. And we're on the other. But the problem is the fulcrum's way in the wrong spot. Uh, Yeah. So like we're way way everything down. It's a teeter-totter that doesn't move is what you're saying. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) jeez. All right, so I guess the takeaway is HBO Max uh, is where you can find the fastest woman on earth. Yep. And yes. do you have any idea? I know you're not one of the producers or directors. Any idea if it will go beyond HBO Max? Because you got to be a subscriber. Have you heard any word no, that it will go so, beyond that? No. Uh, to my knowledge, it, it will stay there. I, I don't know what's happening after that. Um, you can do a seven-day free trial, though, for HBO Max. So I'll be doing that tonight. Yep, that's that's what they offer right now. Just record it on your iPhone and uh, send, text it over to me. Yeah, so be a low res quality. Doing, <laughs> yeah, we've done. There's been a couple previews of it, um, you know, showings in theaters and stuff like that. So 
we intend to do a few more like that to have to have some more showings. I'll bring the popcorn. I think I think it's good. I mean, I think you know, it's one of those things. I mean, after even you know, we did our show, like just talking about it. It's it's a lot to take in. I think for a lot of people, it's just like <laughs> there's so much going on that that even I. I mean, after this, I was gonna watch it again tonight. So this will be my second time. Yeah, it's just it's. It's very impactful, but it's also, yeah, it's our friend. I mean, it, it does hurt. It, it, there's a lot of raw emotion. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, even it, just it talking about screen, it now, like, I, in, you know, and you see her again and you're all yeah. happy because it's or Jesse being Jesse. I'm conflicted and, because we're laughing because we're all buddies and we know each other in real life. And it's not yeah. just like, Oh, well, let's have this person on the show. No, we're like genuinely like, like I've been to your house. You've been to my house yeah. for my summer barbecue. Like we know each other. Like I, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But we're laughing, and the subject matter is kind of sad. But then Jesse would want us to be laughing and having a yes. good time in her memory. So it's like the, juggling this. Well, we're is celebrating. So hard. We're celebrating her accomplishments. Yeah, absolutely. She is the fastest and, woman on earth. I mean, that's it, legit. Okay, and like today, like literally, like, and I said I was crying yesterday. So today I'm happy. Like. I am so happy that she's getting the acknowledgement because like you said, like, look at all these things she's done. Like, yeah, I want the whole freaking world to know who she is. I wish they would have known while she was here. Like, I, I, I feel like she never like got like all the accolades that she should have. I mean, like you said, like she still had a great, um, you know, like list of, of all these amazing accomplishments, but it's still like, the entire world didn't know about that. You know, I mean, they started to and stuff, but like, this is like epic on another level. And it's, it's even when you watch it, like it starts to, it helps like tie up loose ends and like tell the rest of the story where like some things you might've been like, okay, I kind of wasn't sure on what was going on here. And you're like, Oh, I get it now. And it's, there's so much going on. And she, I mean, you guys know, like how, like how, like, the type of person that she was that she just she knew she was very instinctive. She she like I mean, she knew that like she said, like, this is what she was born for. I mean, you see just just the trailer gives you chills and watching the trailer. It's an hour and a half of that. I mean, <laughs> you some, know? some people grace this earth with a purpose. And I yeah. think she's one of those people that found her purpose and she'll be inspiring yeah. people for, you know, decades to come. I it's insane. I know. And her, her, you know, a too short life that ended too soon. Well lived. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I think that she, she accomplished done, more than most people. Well, I was going to say, know? there's people who live to be 80, 90, 90 years old and their accomplishment is old age. Right. Like yeah. they, they haven't done anything. Their name isn't going to be in a book anywhere or in a movie. And she lived. She, in, in those short years that she was here, she, she lived her life to the fullest. And that's, that's what her takeaway for the movie is, is, yeah. is, you know, Live in courage, like, like realize that you can go out and live every single day the way you want to live it. You know, like it is harder for most of us than we all realize, but it's, it's, she's hoping that she can do that. She can help inspire others, you know, to do that every day. Well, I'm glad that, that you're getting to see your friend, get those accolades. I'm also glad that lightning called you yesterday while you were crying to invite you to be on the Truck Show podcast to make you laugh mm-hmm. and to uh, make your day a little I, uh, bit better. I am always such a moron that she can either laugh with me or at me, and I'm fine with either. I'm fine with that. I want to know what the text was. 
<laughs> it was pretty simple. It's like, hey, you're a rock star. We need to talk to you. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you complimented her first. Well done. Of course I do. No. She's like eight times more talented than I am. In yeah. Every way. Yes, no, that's of course. true. Of course. And I've told her that. Yeah. I will tell her again now in front of everyone. <laughs> I don't think you need to. I think it's obvious. Hey, it is obvious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we we, we, we are looking forward. For yeah, we're, we are looking forward to uh, seeing it. Actually, by the time you've heard this interview, we've Holman and yeah. I have both seen the documentary. Um, yeah. And we're excited that uh, her life. Uh, will serve as a as an inspiration to to men and women all over the world. And, yeah, um, and also let's let's not forget, you know, uh, she left behind a core group of friends and ladies yes. like Teresa, who yeah. are still here doing the good work that she did to inspire. And so, yeah. I, I as much as this is about Jesse, she's not here anymore, and there's a bunch right. of people that are. So let's make sure that we embrace people like Teresa and. And the bogeys of the world and, and yeah. well, all these great do. ladies out here. We are. We do. And no, we're... I'm talking to our audience. I know we do. Oh. No, but I mean, listen, We whenever <laughs> Teresa's doing anything special, we, we get her on the phone, her and Sarah. We talk about, totally. you know, t- yeah, I mean, we do, I think we do, at, at the very least, our and, part, if not more, you know, we support. I and, think and, yeah. and you know what? Like, we appreciate that so much. Like, like one of our biggest things, you know, like, okay, this is now off subject, but going to SEMA, you know, there's the SBN build, the all female build. And that's actually, so this is the 10 year anniversary. 10 years ago is when Jesse and I had met on the first one for the Mustang build. It's really interesting because, you know, we sit here and we talk about women and all of these things, but we have tons of male mentors and advocates, you know, cheering for us to do this and to accept us in this industry because, you know, like that's not always the case and stuff. And so case in point, uh, Alex Zidius, right? Like uh, is a huge mentor for you who's who's still alive. You know, there's a lot of really amazing uh, original um, OGs from this industry. A hundred years old. A hundred years old. (laughs) And he's still and, and I've I've talked to him. He is sharp as attack still. I know it's insane, but no, I'm grateful for you both um, because you guys are advocates for us as well. And and that's what it takes. It takes all of us as an industry to work together. It doesn't matter if we're men, women, whatever. It's like we're all just gearheads and we just all love this, you know, so just seeing that grow. Awesome. All right. Well, Well, this, this is why we can be friends. We already are friends. <laughs> right? <laughs> we already are friends. It's not like we're just becoming friends. No, but I'm saying this and, is why we can continue. And I'm glad you guys both finally got faster cars. Well, I haven't I haven't gotten my No, yet. he doesn't have it. I don't. He's, I, right now he's borrowing a 392 for you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, he doesn't have it yet. I fly right? out on Sunday to drive it home. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm Those are so nice. I'm super stoked. I'm. Uh, yeah. I, I. I still can't believe it's real. The paperwork was done quite a while ago. Uh, I yeah. paid for insurance and my first payment. I don't have it yet. And um, now I'm at the point, I'm like, well, I made my first payment. And look in the driveway, I'm like, oh, it's not there, not there yet. Yep. So, Hey, so Teresa, it's funny that you're talking about like, uh, you know, both driving faster cars. So I, I've had a lot of fast cars. I've, Holman is okay. like, Holman's into off-roading cars, cars, uh-huh. cars that can articulate up crazy boulders, all that stuff. I've been into yep. faster cars, supercharged cars, turbo cars, whatever. And I've never owned a Hemi. I've never owned anything Mopar before. Mm-hmm. I've always been like, yeah. no, that's like super bro, whatever. But I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go this route. And I, I fell, as we've talked about many, many times, I, I fell in love with Holman's long-term TRX. 
and yeah. we had a, we had a lot of fun in it. So I sprang, I got it, and then I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go fast. I'm going to be loud on on my turn, like by myself. I'm not going to be the bro par guy. <laughs> and then, flash forward, flash bro forward, <laughs> flash forward to here's me at every opportunity, bah, 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 <laughs> with my Borla exhaust. Wailing, wailing. <laughs> I'm waiting in the studio for lightning to come. Uh, you know, 30 minutes late, and um, he's like, "I'll be there in two minutes." So I'm sitting here. Two minutes go by, nothing. Three minutes go by. Four minutes comes by, and the the walls are like. I'm like, oh, I guess he's here now, dude. My neighbors are. They have to hate. But let's be my honest. Guts. Let's be honest. They hated you already. No, for different dude, reasons. No, they didn't, dude. I, dude my neighbors hey, dig me. You. You guys both finally have badass vehicles. I love that. And like how he said, finally. <laughs> finally. I mean, I've had badass vehicles. I've never. I'm sorry. I approve. They have my stamp so, of approval. So here's, but here's what's funny. Like on the 392, I was. Like, I've never bought a brand new vehicle that was an odd year, and this is a 23. Hmm. I've never. Year? I've <laughs> never. Not something I've ever thought of. Neither have I. That's I've so weird. Never owned. I've never bought new an automatic transmission vehicle ever. Oh, I've never had anything that I owned that was a V8. I've never had anything that I, I owned that was more than like 325 horsepower or something like that. I a lot of first for you. I've never had anything that was like limited production that was like highly coveted by people. I've never had anything that I owned. Because I drive all sorts of stuff, right? So I you I'm are like, a full-on virgin, aren't you? I know. Yeah. I've never had anything that I've owned <laughs> that does zero to sixty in under four and a half seconds. Nice. Just, At least the gas is going to be cheaper back there for you. Yeah, I, I mean, half the trip home will be okay. <laughs> so what you guys? I'm actually make, plotting my route based on gas prices. We're assuming that everyone right? knows <laughs> Teresa's history. Like she drives fast cars, fast trucks, fast motorcycles. She does crazy SEMA builds. Her She's done stuff for Jay Leno. Her daily, her daily is a supercharged Raptor. Yeah. Like this, her daily. You know what I mean? So this is a girl that. Uh, Knows knows cars and trucks. I listen. I know cars <laughs> and trucks. I just never owned that. anything. I I feel... I never had anything this expensive in my life. I never in my entire life ever would have thought I would pay this much money for a vehicle. It's ridiculous. And it's gonna feel so good, John. Well, like Quinn Poltz at <laughs> at uh, seventy four Weld, and then Britt um, Manzel at uh, American Adventure Lab. They both got three ninety twos. And then my buddy uh, Marco Hernandez uh, from Overland X has his, and then. Um, uh, Brad from Trail Recon is a friend of mine. He has his. It's like all my friends have 392s. I've got four more friends buying them right now. So half my friends are like, dude, so worth it. And the other half are like, hey, can you help me get my 392 moved up? And here's what's funny is like I kind of had a freak out moment. Like when I knew what the price was going to be. I knew what the down payment was. I knew like I had it all ready to go. When I saw that yellow contract in my hand with that, with, right. I paused for a day. Dude, you were with me when I freaked. Yeah. You it, were with me I, at the dealership when I was like, I am uh, about to buy a really expensive stupid. truck. So like, I, dude, I right? could have bought a used Lamborghini. I, call, I could have <laughs> bought a Gallardo. I called, I called Brit. At yes. American Venture Lab. And I'm like, I'm about to sign it. He's like, yeah, you should do it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you how do you like yours? He goes, you will never remember what the price is. It's so awesome. And I'm like, okay, I need to hear right? it. I call Quinn at 74 Weld. I'm like, 
Hey Quinn, like, tell, what are the yeah. ne- what are the negatives? Like, help me out here. He goes, there are none. You should absolutely do it. I go, yes. I, knew, I go, I knew yes. I called the right person. He goes, I wasn't gonna tell you no. You know, yeah. it's like so. No. Uh, and I'm, obviously, Lightning knows. Like, I have permagrin when you step on that gas pedal, that skinny pedal. Oh yeah, it's so gonna give you permagrin. Hey, <laughs> we should talk since we've got you, and we're just screw it. Like, just we're just gonna make you stay up all night. Um, <laughs> can you give us your long term impression of your Bronco? Because Broncos are finally getting onto you know onto uh, dealer showrooms where people can get them after two and a half years or God knows how long it's been. Give us, uh, give me. I'm curious your take. You've had a, a Bronco for like almost a year and a half now. Yeah, it has been a year and a half, and I love that we were talking about fast cars because I now drive a four cylinder, and I can't believe I say that half the time, but it's not as slow as what a Jeep was. So. Uh, I'm very impressed by it, about its its abilities, its capabilities of what it can do. It freaking floats. It actually, there's so much like low-end torque on it that it it actually takes off right away. So it it does feel fast. It's very responsive. Like um, the suspension, I, I have Icon on it. It handles super well, but even stock and stuff, those things go everywhere. Uh, even the Bronco Sport that I that we have as well, I I took that thing all over Cougar Buttes and it went up almost every trail in Cougar Buttes. Want to um, race? And <laughs> you want to race? Yeah, yeah. want to race. You um, talking about the three ninety two versus a Bronco? You know what? You you know I'm always up for a race, so yeah. Like, come on out to Lake Let's go. That'd be, that would be fun. <laughs> I'd love to see how fast that 392 is. Plus, oh, I think it's so put fast. a pedal monster on still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to get a base pedal monster. <laughs> get rid of the, the little bit of turbo lag that it has. What did you do? I think, did you, did you fab up bumpers and stuff for that? We did. So with Baja Forge, we have uh, front bumpers, rear bumper, and uh, rock slides for them. Are those, those are all available? Like we can buy them online? Yep, BajaForge.com. Okay. Get a piece Thanks. of the magic. That's their slug line. <laughs> I like that. Get a get piece a of the piece, magic. Get a piece huh? of magic. Yeah, get a little. Break your off. A little, break yourself off a little piece of Teresa. <laughs> I, I okay. I, I don't bet. think her man would be too happy with that. Maybe you met Jason, right? He's right here. Yeah. Yeah. He's sitting right here. Probably, he'll, kick my, he'll kick my ass till Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just invite him down to the studio. Hey, Jason, want to be on the podcast again? <laughs> well, give him get, his beard. Huh? Hey, give my big hairy Sasquatch a hug for me. Tell him yes. I miss him. <laughs> right. Right. Awesome. awesome. All right. Listen, thank you for hanging out with us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, everyone should go and uh, get the seven day free trial of HBO Max and see the fastest yeah. woman on earth. And you'll see uh, a high five from our girl, Teresa, in a scene. And uh, it's, a, it's a it's a heartwarming, uh, inspirational documentary. Do you think when they're watching, they'll be like, "Hey, I know that hand from the podcast." <laughs> I don't right. think so. No, no okay. they're not going to make that connective just, tissue. I thought no. maybe. Thought maybe. It's like one that, second no. done. <laughs> All right. Well, you're uh, you're always our favorite. So uh, we'll talk. Soon. No, actually, we'll no. see you at Seema. No, yeah, we'll weeks. see you in a couple weeks. Yes. Yay! No, I love you guys. Thanks right. for having me on, and I look forward to seeing you up at Seema. Right. So. You're the uh, bomb diggity. <laughs> Did you just call it a bomb diggity? Yeah, she's the bomb diggity. All right. Bomb di- <laughs> yeah. All right, bomb diggity. I'll see you at our uh, at our SEMA seminar on uh, I think it's Thursday. Wednesday. Oh geez. Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. I'll try to make sure my I think Wednesday because I forgot that you're going to be running with us over to judge. Oh, right the TMI. Yeah, we yeah. have. Is the that t- too much information? Wars. 
No. And oh, TMI Interiors. Our friend Ross Berlanga, who was just on. I forgot. Teresa's also now part of the judging Now we're going to get into panel. that, too. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, we can't we're, have time for this. You, you and I are going to see a lot of each other. Hope you're, uh, hope you're ready. Yeah. Let me know if you want me sans lightning or with lightning. <laughs> I can't believe you're asking like for that in both. front of me. I like you both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, skater. Thank you. See ya. See you guys. Right, bye. Bye. <laughs> you think she's still going to be our friend after that? Definitely not. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Excellent. Oh, that was good. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, 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 no. No, I did not. Didn't hear. Nope. No idea. No clue. On it for Mm -hmm. that one. Uh, the 2024 GMC Sierra EV debuted today in Denali trim. We'll have a 754 horsepower and a 400 mile range. And I have to say, 400 miles. It looks a little bit more traditional uh, uh, truck wise than the uh, Silverado Avalanche uh, looking thing. I actually like the GMC, dare I say, a little bit better. I think normally we like the GMC better. I mean, it's isn't that traditional? It's sexy. I mean, it looks. It looks. I think it looks really good. I mean, you can t- you can tell it's still a platform mate with the uh, Silverado EV, mm-hmm. but it's I I like it. So the Hummer uh, also is a platform mate, right? The new Hummer EV. It's heavy, uh, three electric motors for thousand horsepower, which give it zero to sixty in three seconds. But for the Sierra EV, GMC kind of took a different approach. They didn't want to stray too far from the upright and traditional design of the truck, but they wanted it to be different and and feel uh, futuristic. The result is a truck that's of similar dimensions, but with an upright profile, despite the need for uh, better aerodynamics. So just like the Chevy Silverado, there's going to be a uh, the trunk on the frunk, the e-trunk, mm-hmm. multi-pro mid-gate, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Overall, I, I think it's pretty comparable. Uh, they they didn't they debuted the Edition 1, so basically it's fully loaded in, in what they showed today. Uh, again, dual motor, max power mode, it's 754 horse, 785 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 time, in a not slouchy 4.5 seconds. Wow. So still pretty pretty damn fast. So that'll be uh, the quickest Sierra in the lineup. Uh, lower trim should have a single motor. GMC estimates the truck will deliver a range of about 400 miles on a single charge, and the 800-volt battery can uh, DC fast charge at 350 kilowatts. Which is incredible, which means that a 350 watt uh, kilowatt charging station, you'll be able to do 100%. Whereas, uh, for example, the uh, Rivian? Rivian's like 250 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you can't take full advantage. And then even like a Jeep uh, 4xe is like 14 kilowatts or something like that because they don't want you to roach the batteries with uh, throwing all the energy in there. So uh, these new 800 volt battery systems with the full DC fast charge is going to be a pretty big deal going forward. This is the uh, Ultium? Uh, the Ultium, yep. Uh, so anyway, they say it'll allow to uh, add about 100 miles of range in about 10 minutes, and the onboard power station Pro offers 10.2 kilowatts of power that can be used to power tailgate essentials, tools, another truck, or even your home with the bi-directional charger. It has 10 power outlets with the optional Ultium power bar accessory. Um, so they're talking about towing capacity of up to 9,500 pounds, 1,300 pounds of uh, payload. I mean, it's cool. I think it's cool, you know, but like I said before, in my opinion... And it's got adaptive air suspension and all that kind of stuff. But in my opinion, I really think the half-tons are sort of like the fringe of where EV technology is going to make sense. So for some people, I think it'll make sense. 
And um, for what, others, they're going to want something more traditional. What, uh, what's Tesla going to be doing with these? Um, someone just bought, uh, was it was it Pepsi? Buying Tesla uh, semi-trucks. And I'm curious, uh, the range on these things. I, we haven't done much on these. And I'm not asking you to do any research now. I think we should come back to this at some other point because it's, they're getting a lot of headlines right now, the, the Tesla semis, and that we should be covering that. So we'll loop back around um, after a little research. Uh, did you say Tesla news? Yes, Tesla hmm. news. You got some? I'm, maybe. I, I, I might, but let's uh, talk about pricing. Uh, GMC is taking reservations now for the Denali Edition 1, which carries a starting price of, can you guess it? Uh, yeah, it's a Denali, so it's going to be... It's going to start at 89.5. With a destination of 16.95, which mm. might change by the time it goes on sale in 2024. So that's not much less than the 112.595 GMC charge for the Hummer EV ah! when it went on sale. But <laughs> the, someone who signed on the dotted line. Yeah, then, that's, uh, that's a lot. That was, of, by the way, that was actual audio of Holman signing his paperwork for the 392. Uh, <laughs> as my wife can attest, that is absolutely accurate. Uh-huh. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Nope. No, I didn't. Uh, here's a little Tesla Cybertruck update for you. I don't believe this is, can possibly be true. Uh, rumor has it, uh, again, rumor has it, mm-hmm. that Tesla has uh, begun Cybertruck tooling at the Texas Gigafactory. So it seems like the batteries will be uh, from Fremont, California, and uh, Giga Texas will be gearing up to produce them. So depending on how you read that, that could maybe mean it's getting closer to production. I have been one of those people, forget my $100 deposit that I put in, I have always believed the Tesla truck mm-hmm. will be a reality. There mm-hmm. are those like you that said, nope, never going to happen. Nope, that's not what I said. Do not put words in my what mouth. What did you Mr. say? I said it will not be a $40,000 truck. I said there's no way, typical Tesla, they announce a price point that's impossible. Mm-hmm. I know you did say that, no. but in addition, you 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 inclinated that there would be, that that you wouldn't be surprised if it didn't make it to the marketplace. Not being surprised if it didn't make it's not the same as saying it's not coming. Okay. All right. Stand corrected. Let's see here. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Nine. Uh, In more EV truck news, uh, Hummer might get a midsize uh, electric truck to the lineup. Really? Uh, There is some... uh, Rumor mills about uh, maybe you're getting telling swollen? Me, you're telling me that uh, the Hummer EV1 is uh, not midsize? Uh, no, it's definitely not midsize. So something smaller <laughs> might be coming. It's jumbo, right? Which I, it's, I think it, makes sense. It's in its own category, isn't it? At 10,000 pounds? Yeah, it's it's a it's a big mamma jamba. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I didn't. In the vein of uh, much GM news uh, on this round. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that Colorado sales are up 92% over the same time last year? Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, while the Colorado is uh, uh, production Hot is seller. coming back, well, yeah. I, I think supply is coming back for those guys. Uh, gotcha. The plant's been hard at work, so uh, they they've got. So I think all the sales numbers are sort of like whoever has trucks right now, mm. you know. So, uh, but no, I was going to tell you that Flat Out Autos in Jonesboro, Arkansas, recently made a GMC Jimmy out of a uh, Sierra, and it's going to be going to the SEMA show. And they basically made it a two-door, old, full-size Jimmy-looking thing. And it kind of looks cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I'm digging that. That's kind of neat. 
It's got the uh, removable rear top. Wow. So they wait. Did they start with a single cab or did they shorten the whole? Did they take a dual cab and shorten it? I can't tell. What did they do? Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just curious. Wow. Well done. That's cool. I think it looks pretty cool. Here it is with the uh, top off. So you got the rear seat uh, there in the rear section of the top is off. Here's me with my top off. Nope, nope. <laughs> and buzz yourself on that. I will not look. <laughs> I almost You made tried. Look. Yeah. You tried. <laughs> Home and looked away. Just so you know, the uh, shop started with a brand new GMC Sierra 1500 single cab long bed pickup. Oh, okay. Then chopped it down to a five foot eight inch bed with a true uh, unibody construction. Power folding rear seats were added in the back while the roof is removable to provide an open air experience. So uh, can't wait to see that thing at SEMA. Looks pretty cool. Hey, lighting, did you hear? How about new? New. Uh, Foxconn, maker of iPhones, unveils the Foxtron Model V electric pickup truck. Fo- Foxtron? Not Foxconn. The company's Foxconn. And the vehicle's Foxtron. Oh. Huh. So this is Taiwan's first homegrown electric pickup truck, and it looks like a... How you would... That's... I think it looks like a Saturn view. You know what? It, it's actually and, not a bad-looking truck, with I got a bed say. on the back. It's not a bad-looking truck. I mean, it's, the is proportions that, are weird. But I can't tell. There's nothing. There's no person standing next to it, so I don't yeah, really know the scale. Big it is. Is it a mid-size, compact? Is I would it say Maverick? It's probably like a Maverick sizey. Okay. But uh, they are referencing a one-ton payload capacity and a three-ton towing capacity, so two thousand pounds of payload and six thousand pounds. But we don't know if those are metric tons or not. No specifics were given about the motor or batteries, but. Uh, the Model C Foxconn is putting into production next year is said to deliver 430-plus mile range, a 3.8-ish second 0 to 60, and a slippery 0.28 coefficient of drag. Obviously, the truck's blockier, less aerodynamics, so the figures probably won't be as good, but uh, don't know if it's uh, coming here or not. I know there's a lot of companies talking about coming in the U.S. with electric stuff, and I don't know if that's because meeting emissions is a lot easier. Is, uh, is electrification the great equalizer? Because maybe they're all buying batteries from... You know, uh, LG, LG and, and Samsung, A one two three, whoever yeah. else is out there these days. Hmm. 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 I feel like you just buy a motor, you buy your batteries, and something like that. Hey, lighting, did you hear? No, no, Darth. Hey, remember we talked about the uh, XL based uh, Ford F one fifty Rattler package? Mm, vaguely. Okay. Well, uh, it's not on the building price anymore. Oh no. So, or, or it's not av- available on there. So maybe it's sold out. Or they stopped it? They I, ceased and gave money know. back? I don't hmm. I don't know. Just uh kind of curious. It was like big a big deal and now it's not there. Hmm. Wonder if too many people ordered it. Ford's got a lot of orders oh, right now. Oh you think it you think they're fulfilling the orders? I think it's sold out like out. the Maverick is. Oh. An XL with off road uh, package stuff on it. It's kinda kinda rad. You can see some people wanting that. Anyway, thought you'd uh, like to know that. I, you were I, definitely uh, I, ready to buy. I No, I wasn't, but I like the Maverick. I have definitely warmed up to the Maverick. We've had several through the shop. They are. And, they're cool. Uh, they, I, could, I could actually see myself owning one and lowering it. I could see you doing that as well. Had one in the shop uh, on bags, and it looked cool. And it wasn't dumped all the way. The guy didn't tub it or any of that stuff. And doesn't need. You don't need to do all that. Just lower the truck and enjoy it. Oh no, no. If I had it, I'd, I'd have you to just, lay, you lay, lay frame. Absolutely. Cut well, it wouldn't lay frame. It, it would lay or, chassis. You would lay unibody. Unibody. Yeah. Uh, hey, lighting. Did you hear? No. Nope. Mercedes execs spill a few more details about the Mercedes EQ EQG coming in 2023. Wait, wait, EQEQG. That is the G-Wagon, the electrified G-Wagon. But why is it EQ twice? 
I don't know. EQ, I'm, I don't EQG. I don't know. Because huh. EQ is the brand, Mercedes EQ. Yeah. Then the then vehicle is the called the EQG. Got it. I, I'm, I'm making reading sure the you're news. reading the story correctly. I, listen, I'm not saying. Make sure it's not a typo. Listen, I'm not saying truck show podcast DOT com, okay? I'm not doing with <laughs> that thing that happens. I, uh-huh. I know how to read. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, we know that the electric version of the Mercedes uh, Benz G Class is coming, it'll hit the market in 2025. A concept version of the production vehicle was shown back in 2021 in Munich, uh, but now we're starting to learn a little bit more. According to uh, Ola uh, Kalinius, Kalinius? Sure. Chairman you, of the board are, of you say? management of Mercedes-Benz Group AG, okay. s- seems important, says the G-Wag is the car everybody wants that you have to apply for, and you're lucky if you get one. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. The G-Wagon has to be applied for? Uh, I mean, that's what he's saying. He says it has cult status. It's unique. The G will always remain a G, Kalinius uh, tells Motor Trend in Paris, where the automaker uh, held their world premiere of the 2024 Mercedes EQE SUV and AMG EQE SUV. Uh, by definition, with its off-road capabilities, it's not on a platform. It's on. It's its own vehicle full stop and will remain its own vehicle. The decision was made to electrify the Glenda wagon, but not use the EVA2 platform that underpins the rest of the EQS, EQE sedans and SUVs. The EQG will also have new technologies and battery choices when it comes to market in 2024. It will be available with a regular uh, battery at launch in 2024, but there will also be a version uh, later with a high-density silicon-based anode battery, which is uh, apparently a new technology coming. And Mercedes is working with uh, Sila, a U.S. startup that uses high-silicon anode material to increase the density of the batteries, which obviously that's a huge thing to make these things relevant here in the States. One of the many problems is battery density and weight. Right. Uh, He says, uh, we will show the world what's possible when you go 20 to 40% up on energy density. Which sounds like a pretty big promise. Hey, uh, did you hear about this? Uh, so you know, I hang out on ScienceDaily.com. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, aren't you uh, the Science Lightning? Isn't that your handle over yes, there? Yes, of course it is. It's at Science Lightning. Yes. yes. Uh, so battery tech breakthrough paves the way for mass adoption of affordable electric car. So researchers have developed a new technique that allows charging of EV batteries in just ten minutes. It says a breakthrough in electric battery has enabled a 10-minute charge time for a quote-unquote typical EV battery. There's a record-breaking combination of shorter charge time and more energy required for longer travel ranges. And I guess it has to do with the molecular structure in the battery. They're using some different elements. It really, it's a long article here, but in simple terms, there was a major breakthrough in the way that they cool the batteries as they're charged. So I don't know. I'm gonna do a little more digging into this, but it was published right. in the journal of in the journal Nature. I expect so a full a, uh, report next episode, Professor Lightning. I will look into this and see if I can distill it for you. Holman, how are you feeling about a little five star hotline six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five? Good with you? You know, I love to hear from our listeners. Fired up. What's up, guys? Nothing like a little bit of dirty diesel emissions talk to uh, get me to call in. Really appreciate you guys mentioning Corey and uh, his viewpoint on the uh, EPA and how they've uh, have done him dirty. He's talking about uh, Corey Willis. But I uh, just wanted to you know, talk a little bit more about those, that parking lot full of emissions-free brand-new trucks, regardless of who bought them and 
where they were going. And just could you imagine if that were available here, the uh, amount of trouble-free miles uh, you could get out of a truck that never had anything clogging it up? Um, I know it's a, it's a hot topic, but between that and just the fuel mileage you would get, as well as the number of DEF you know, jugs and overall components that would never need to be created for it. Uh, also, just wanted to you know kind of touch base on as big of a headache as the EPA has been. Uh, what can we do as far as the RPM Act? You know, calling your uh, senators or writing in folks like us that may care about you know not blindly just following whatever the government's saying about our vehicles. Uh, what can we do to kind of get more people talking um, and maybe have, you know, some people realize one day that spending all this money and, um, you know, resources on trying to be greener is actually doing the exact opposite. So any time we can talk about that, I love it. And uh, I listen to everything I'll talk about on the show. Can't get enough of the, uh, you know, random food reviews and all of it. So really appreciate it. I'm shifting gears in my little Toyota pickup. And uh, still having a good time. I've called them a couple times before, and I'm sure I will again. Thank you all so much. Awesome. Thank you very right much on. for the yeah. call. We 657 6105 is the phone number. Um, leave a message anytime. So I, he's referring, there's a couple of topics baked into this here. What I want to tackle first is the RPM Act. So you can go to SEMA.org uh, slash EPA news, or you can go to PRI to uh, performanceracing.com slash RPM dash act, or just Google RPM Act. It'll come up. They, they cover two different topics. So the RPM Act says, hey, we want to be able to take cars and trucks that had emissions equipment and put them on a racetrack, remove that emis- th- those emissions pieces, and then never return it to the street again. It will always be a race car. Currently, there's no provision for that. You cannot take a VIND vehicle that came off any production line. Even though we've been doing it for decades. Yep. They've always said it's illegal, but they've never enforced it. Now the government is enforcing it. They're saying, even though it's done in, for NASCAR, since the, the dawn of NASCAR, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've had emissions equipment on these vehicles. You weren't supposed to take it off. Everyone did. Now they're enforcing it. And so now, in theory, you cannot take, whether it's you got a freaking Miata or you have a, a Ram truck and you want to pull the EGR off and you want to straight pipe it and you want to turbo back exhaust, all that stuff. You can't do it. It is absolutely illegal. So says the government. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. Unfortunately, so I, I, well, I was just going to say uh, on a Facebook group today uh, for Gladiator Diesels, somebody was talking about their showed a full delete kit. And I said, well, you know, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, you just know. I'm like, no, I'm the EPA is reading this right now. They're going to find you. They're going to find you through your account. They're now going after the end user, which was never the case before. And another guy's like, dude, he's right. Like, why are you using your actual Facebook account? Why don't you have like a burner account if you want to talk about this stuff? Like, guys, it's, it's happening. Like, we, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's good. I'm not saying you know, whatever, but I'm trying to warn you. Like, I'm trying to save you the headache of getting a lawyer and stuff. And some of the things that's confusing me, not to take it too far down this road, you got a lot, our friends north of the border. In Canada, there are provinces in Canada that do not have any um, smog provisions. Smog provisions, right? They're just—it's not that it's legal or illegal. Yeah. They just look the other way. It is what it is, right? So there are a lot of guys that have Facebook presence up there that are big into deletes, 
and the Facebook extends across the border. And when you're talking to someone on Facebook or a forum, an old school forum, you don't really know. It doesn't say Joe is from Vancouver or from whatever, right? So you just assume this. He's talking about the leads. It must be okay. He must be down in America with me, so it must be okay. No, he's in a place where the government doesn't give a rat's ass, and that's not the case here. So I think a lot of guys are getting confused, going, "Well, there's so much chatter about the leads." Well, there's thousands and thousands of dudes doing deletes in Canada. And uh, and that confuses the issue a little bit here. So anyway, go if you if you want to fight to make your your a race car uh, a legal thing, you go to SEMA.org. What is it? Just type in RPM Act. There's a dozen places, but SEMA.org or or Performance Racing PRI. Those are the two uh, big uh, industry groups that are trying to uh, get that fixed. Then the first topic that you brought up was. The removal of emissions equipment so you could get better fuel economy and not worry about your emissions equipment. The problem that you don't, that here's the thing, Holman and I have said this a million times, is that we agree that engines would be better and they might last longer without emissions equipment. The problem is you literally are polluting. You're freaking polluting. I don't, I don't, it's not, it, 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 that's what it is. Whether we agree with it, whether whether I have a deleted car or not, whether I have a straight pipe car, I'm polluting. You're polluting. I'm okay if you pollute. Just admit you're polluting. All right? Just admit it. And then we'll be okay. All right. And if you don't care about it, then you should realize that a lot of the modern engines, they were actually designed with the DPF and the after treatment in mind. It's not like it was 10 years ago when all that stuff was hung off of existing engines in order to clean them up. The new ones are designed in step with the aftertreatment. And so a lot of the power that you're seeing today and a lot of the benefits that come with a thousand pound feet of torque from the factory are there because they had to get better because of emissions. So it, it's a double-edged sword. It can go, you can go either way. You can be angry about it and F the government and all this, and then you put yourself in jeopardy of you know litigation or jail or a fine, or you can go, wow, I'm amazed that the technology even allows me to have this vehicle today. So, I mean, it's, there's, it's, it just depends how you want to look at it. The fact of the matter is we've got very complicated vehicles today, and uh, when they work right, they work awesome. What he said. Hey, boys. Kevin again here from Texas. Just had a real important question for you. You know, I did the right thing. Swung in through here. Got myself a in-and-out single animal style, fry animal style, Dr. Pepper. You know, I think y'all would like that. But the question <laughs> exactly is... Exactly my order. Am I allowed to put ketchup on the animal style fry? Now, I don't know. Can I get your opinion, please? This is very important Trunk Show podcast material that we as the listeners must have answered today. Thank you all. Have a great day. See you later. This is how I will approach that. Fry's animal style is cheese, grilled onions, and, and basically secret sauce on top of your fries, all baked extra. But they're still French fries. So I don't think you can put ketchup on top of them, but I think you can certainly dip them in ketchup. Yeah. I agree 100%. Guys, it's Jordan with Florida Truck Me. Update! Going about my day. I'm at work. I'm driving over by uh, Caterpillar's main headquarters here in Florida. And to my surprise, I see a Nikola semi-truck go by. And I instantly think about you guys. And I'm like, I got to report this. I didn't even think these things existed. But I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> 
Jay. How dare you? I've seen it. You can't see it. You saw it, maybe, Jordan. Jordan, you saw it. Or you have seen it, but you you didn't see it. You didn't see it, dude. Nope, you didn't see it. And uh, we saw it once, mm-hmm. we, we think. N- not only did we see it, we drove around in it. I think that was a dream. Oh, you think so? I don't know. Maybe. It's a f- fever dream. Hey, guys. Definitely five-star every week, man. Good show. My question this week is on your talking about the... Uh, the semis, the electric semis. Has anybody ever thought about what about team drivers? How many thousands and thousands and thousands of team drivers are out here where the truck pretty much runs 24 hours a day? When do they have time to charge the truck? What do those guys do? Huh. Just a thought. I'm not into the electric deal. If I was, like, in town working in an office, driving it 10 miles back and forth. Yeah, maybe, but I think we're going to need more power plants. But my question on the team drivers, I've never heard anybody talk about that when the big companies are talking about how the trucks are going to be able to do this, Matt. If they go 24 hours a day, each driver drives 11 hours and have half an hour break, that's 23 hours, so... Can they charge it twice in the other time there? I don't get it. Hey, guys, have a good one. He brings up a valid question. Yep, that's why uh, I, I still don't think uh, EV trucks are going to be right for interstate uh, travel. I still think uh, fuel cells, where you fill it up with a fuel like hydrogen, is going to be the smarter choice. I think diesel over the truck is going to be around, or over the road is going to be around for some time to come until a lot of these uh, nuances of the industries get figured out. Love you guys bringing up good question. That is, uh, that's definitely valid. Leave your questions and comments on the Five Star Hotline, 657-205-6105. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. You can hit us up on the socials, at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman, or at Truck Show Podcast. We want to hear from you. Of course, you can always uh, send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Just write it out. I do like the jingle. I feel like we're always smashing it. You know, we're talking over it. They don't get a chance to listen to it, absorb it, enjoy it. <laughs> you just got to race home because you got a dog that's howling waiting for you to walk yeah. in the door. It's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Do you think that they're still listening after uh, the, the crap mic technology that we've been uh, forcing them to endure? No, probably not. No, there's a few people. They just because it's they're just gonna let this podcast play until it runs out and their next one auto, auto plays. Uh huh. So this, that's why they're still here. So are they? What's what's after us? Spike Berenstein or something or Rogan? More Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not murder porn or something like that. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, for our female listeners. Yeah. Like my wife, my mom. I'd be curious what you guys listen to. Is like, are we your only podcast? I, I, I'd be interested to find out what what else you guys listen to. It would be interesting. Huh. Yeah, what other podcast? little market research. Yeah. Leave us a message. Send us yeah. an email. All right. Uh, we also want to know how many of you uh, need a new truck. But uh, regardless, we can tell you where to go. And that's to NissanUSA.com or your uh, local Nissan dealer where you can pick up a Frontier, a Titan, or a Titan XD. And the Titans come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. We've got to thank Nissan because they have been here with us since the beginning and they support the show. We would appreciate it if you would support them. 
And if you're driving a three-quarter or one-ton diesel pickup truck and you're looking for, ah, you want to make that engine breathe a little easier, you can go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model. They've got uh, cold air intakes and monster exhaust, five-inch monster exhaust, and they're freaking massive, uh, for Ford, GM, and Ram. Remember, your diesel engine is a big ol' air pump. The easier the air is to get in and out, the more efficient your engine will be. So go to bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and check out the air supply, not the band, the air supply devices they have for your rig. And last but not least, thank you to Toyo Tires. If your truck or SUV requires a tire with more off-road capability than a traditional all-terrain without the noise and harshness of a dedicated mud tire then you definitely want to check out the Open Country RT Trail. They'll be launching on November 1st, and uh, soon we'll have uh, 38 sizes. So uh, head on over to toyotires.com, check them out again. And they also have a 45,000-mile tread wear warranty, which has got to be one of the best in the aggressive all-terrain category. And, of course, the uh, Open Country RT Trail comes highly recommended by these two knuckleheads right here on the Truck Show Podcast. The two guys that sound awful over the microphone. And in person. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Modifying a truck so that it spews exhaust is called rolling coal, and there's a cloud of anti-environmentalism around it. Prius repellent, it's jokingly or not so jokingly called. Have you ever rolled coal on a Prius? Um, yes. What's the matter with you? You gotta make that much pollution? Is it your right? Do you smoke? You do? Well, enjoy!